And when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they gathered together, and then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Thank you, Father, for your word this morning. We ask that you would open up our hearts to receive your word, and I pray that you would encourage us to love you more. Amen. I want to speak about the love of God. I have a friend who is a professional, and I noticed that his marriage was not doing very well. And instead of taking time to spend with his family, he got more busy. Sad to say, they're divorced now. And the children are decimated. They're not in speaking terms. You and I have met uh, people who were once vibrant Christians. They still believe in Christ. They still hold on to the major teachings of the church. But when you speak to them, you could tell that something is wrong. Their hearts have become cold and callous. You know that they don't love Jesus as they once did. And before long, they would have nothing to do with Christianity. I have friends, as you have, who have been involved in the church. Friends who are pastors, friends who have been leaders in the church. And I have observed something very interesting. They get so involved in the work of the church that their relationship with Christ has suffered. Sad to say, a lot of them have gone by the wayside. There is a difference between work and love. If you, if your relationship with Christ have become cold and callous, I am here this morning 
to challenge you and to urge you on to love Christ. I do not remember the exact date when I accepted Jesus. But what drew me to Christ was his love for me and uh, as I began to love him, I saw my whole life being transformed before me. In this passage, Jesus teaches us to love God is the heart of Christianity. Thou shalt love the Lord. Jesus was correcting a misconception that existed in the time of Christ. The law um, was the first, the book, the Old Testament was divided into two divisions. The law and the prophets. The law is the first five books of the Bible and the prophets is everything else. And um, Vincent observed among the Ten Commandments, it was divided into 248 affirmative precepts corresponding to the number of members in the human body and 365 negative precepts as many as the days in the year. And they were asking Jesus then, which one do you agree with? And Jesus said, none. He said, the heart of the matter is to love God. Which is the most important doctrine in this church? Is it the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the healing, sanctification, the second coming of Jesus, uh, to be born again? Which is? Which is? Which church in this city interprets scripture most accurately? And that becomes a problem with Christians. We are always wanting to measure up ourselves by external things that are measurable. And one of the tricks of the devil is to get us to compare ourselves among ourselves, thus making ourselves fools. But I remind you this morning that the heart of Christianity, as Jesus said, is to love God. It's not the second coming. It's not the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It is to love God. To have a relationship with him. It's not 
philios, which is brotherly love, but it is agape love here. Agape love is God's love. And I have been asking myself, how can I love God the way he wants me to love him? Uh, Very simply, with his capacity, with his power in my life, I could love him the way he wants me to love him. Uh, Paul wrestling with the same question in Romans 13 and I would only, uh, 13 verse 10, I think it's 8 through 10. And the latter portion of the verse says, Now the conclusion of the law is, it could be summed up very simply to love God. That is the total sum of it. Don't commit adultery, don't do this, don't do that. This is the way you behave. This is the way you don't behave. And on and on you go. And we could become very legislative and become very um, black and white. And, um, <laughs> and uh, uh, that's not what Christianity is all about. Christianity is about a love relationship. The distinguishing mark of some religions in the world, Islam is the sword, Uh, Buddhism is discipline, but Christianity is love. And for centuries, the non-Christians distinguish those who were Christians from non-Christians was that how they love one another. I wonder, in our pluralistic, busy world, if that could be said of Cross Church. Well, we don't know some people's names. (laughs) And he... um, He's older than I am, or I'm too young, or whatever. Uh, I, I, I like the small group idea. And uh, although I myself am not involved in this segment, but I like the small group idea because it is more authentic. It is more Christian than a public gathering like this. Because it causes us uh, to duplicate real Christianity, to love one another. And I find as we love God, it becomes easier to care and love for one another. And um, I have nothing against church growth and the church growing. Uh, I sometimes wonder when we don't have a small group. Jesus, I see here, urges us to love him. Thou shalt love the Lord. You can't command somebody to love you. (laughs) 
I can command my wife to love me and vice versa. Can you? Can you command somebody to love you? So what Jesus is saying here, he, it's a strong urging. I urge you to, to love me. Of course, most of you know I was pastoring. I've not done anything in my life except be involved in the work of the Lord since I was, since I, the Lord called me. Started Bible school when I was 17 and a half. And on, 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 on you go. I remember after I stopped pastoring, my deceased friend Dennis Morrow, who owned um, Morrow Modic Auctions, he took me once for a drive outside the city to show me a cottage that he would like me to have. For use, as long as I pay the taxes and keep the places clean and stuff like that. But no washrooms, so it wouldn't work by my wife. So <laughs> I remember driving back and we were talking and I, um, I was telling him how much I miss involvement in the work of God. And I remember sobbing uncontrollably in the car. It was a deep-seated, genuine love for God that caused that to happen. Love is not only an emotion. It is not only a fuzzy feeling most people who, uh, the way you love is you act your way in. You behave yourself to love. For those of us who have been privileged to be married, uh, it's a joy and a challenge. Um, you know, <clears throat> You, uh, it's a give and a take. Now, for you young men, I, I buy flowers regularly. I don't buy flowers on Mother's Day and Easter. They're too expensive. I'll wait a week after. I save 20 bucks. <laughs> I behave myself. And, um, those flowers pays great dividends, guys. <laughs> Love is a discipline. You act yourself. Discipline comes from the word of disciple. It's behaving like Jesus. If you love him, you would obey him. If you love him, you'll submit to his word. If you love him, your thoughts and actions will please him. If you, if you, 
uh, it is submitting your money and your talents to him. It is submitting your future to him. If you focus your attention on the love of God, now I'm getting to know some of the people in a more intimate way. And um, how can I put this? Let me use myself at safer. I have a lot of work yet to be done in my life. A lot, a lot of work. And some of you too. <laughs> now, you, some of you are struggling with habits, bad habits. And you don't know what to do with it. <clears throat> some of you have hang-ups and hang-downs. You have deficiency in your character and you say, I wish I was so-and-so. He's always smiling. <laughs> I believe as we begin to develop a love relationship with Jesus, these deficiencies and these flaws and these bad habits in our character will begin to be diminished in the eyes of Jesus. And you'll see yourself changing. I'm not saying that some of us don't need some professional help. I think... Uh, uh, to spiritualize everything and to say I don't need spiritual help is a mistake among some Christians. Uh, you would find that if you spiritualize that too much, you, you would, um, I prefer to take a holistic approach to things instead of just spiritualizing, uh, things. Loving Jesus, I find fluctuates. Sometimes I don't feel anything. Now, some of you are more spiritual than I am, and you're always on cloud nine. You know, or uh, is it true or not? Now, you could be smoking marijuana, that's why you're on cloud nine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I find <laughs> loving Jesus sometimes is up, sometimes is down. <laughs> but I stick with it. I stick with it. And the emotion comes, the emotion goes, and I just love him anyhow. I have a friend, I, had a fr I heard of a friend a pastor who stayed over one night at another pastor's home. And very early in the morning, he heard a humming. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. 
Boy. Some of us, the first thing we want is a cup of coffee. (laughs) Or listen to the weather to decide how to get dressed. (laughs) But wouldn't it be wonderful if the first words in the morning is saying to the Lord, this is my story, this is my song, praising the Savior all the late long. What time do I finish here? What time do I finish? I forgot to ask. (laughs) Oh good, I have time. (laughs) Jesus teaches us how to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. It's very interesting that in the Old Testament, there is no word for body, soul, and spirit. There's none. You are a total person. And I, uh, I believe this is what Jesus is talking about here. Someone outlines this uh, portion of the verse as affectionately with all my heart, intelligently with all my mind. Energetically, energetically, with all my might, entirely with all my soul. So he wants us to worship him with everything. Our body, our soul, our mind, our spirits, our talents, our money, our youth, our, uh, with uh, parts of our bodies not working, parts that work. You'll find that, guys, when you grow old, I used to hear the story. Now, sometimes I, I get up and my leg decide not to work. Why are you not working? You're not cooperating. They just doesn't want to work today. <laughs> or your hip. <laughs> uh, anyhow. <clears throat> Enjoy it while it works. We love God by worship to Him. Only we can worship God. I, I believe in daily devotions. I could go without breakfast, but I cannot go without daily devotions. And now that I am not pastoring, and Rubina and I are home. It's a wonderful experience to be able to uh, spend that time together and get into God's Word and talk to Him. Uh, I hope you young people, wonderful to see you and see you growing in the Lord. Learn to develop that habit. Uh, learn to develop that habit. Um one of the leaders that came out from Calvary Temple learned that in Sunday school, some of you would know him, uh, Ted Bradford's son. What's his name? Jim. He got his PhD in aeronautical engineering and is, has is been a pastor for many years. Didn't go into aeronautical engineering. I don't know why, but pays more money. 
To love God is to be in service for Him. And some people, I uh, spiritual people, a lot of times they are looking at, oh boy, I don't sing, I don't, I don't teach, I don't preach, so I'm a second class citizen. Well, you know, you could serve God by buying me a cup of coffee. I'm open. (laughs) Or giving your neighbor a cookie. Not a burnt one. And I find as you love Christ, it becomes easy to obey his teachings. And not vice versa. To love Christ is to enjoy him. I enjoy being a Christian. I did not enjoy being a non-Christian. But I enjoy being a Christian. There are so many benefits. uh, The life of a Christian, when it is lived the way Jesus taught it, it's a life of celebration. It's an abundant life. As Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And I want that. The Westminster Catechism asks, what is the purpose of man? The purpose of man is to love God and to enjoy him. So the whole summary of Christianity is wrapped up in these words. To love God. Now some of you would know this hymn. Oh love that would not let me go. I rest my weary soul in thee. I give thee back the life I owe. That in thine ocean depths it flow my richer fuller be. This hymn was written by George Matheson. A Scottish pastor. He wrote this in five minutes before his sister was um, going to be married. He was devastated because his sister helped him to prepare sermons because he was totally blind. And he was reminded uh, of the fact that he was rejected by his fiance several years before because she didn't want to marry a blind man. He served the Lord in, uh, after be, uh, not, uh, be, not wanting to be a scholar uh, or writing. He, he took this church and they said that he preached to 1,500 people every week. I like this song. He wasn't looking for position. He wasn't looking for anything else. He said, oh, love that would not let me go. It was a love for Christ. Nothing else. Nothing else. They, uh, to love God is to long after him. I don't know about you. But some days when I hear the news, I said, Lord, I can't take this anymore. You know. Um, 
you better come. You better come, Lord Jesus. Come and uh, I want to go with you. Paul said that I might know him. It's a constant knowing. I don't know everything about Christ. I might know some doctrine. I might know some facts in the Bible. But I want to know intimately my Savior. Um, a very wealthy merchant was traveling through uh, the Fies. And he heard about Paul. Paul was in prison. And he met a missionary by the name of Timothy. And he asked for permission to go and see Paul, who was in jail. And so he went in and visited with Paul. And he was amazed at this man. He was frail. But there was a certain peace about him. And he came out and said, What is the secret of this man? He said, Don't you know? Paul is in love. Yes, Paul is in love with Jesus. The merchant looked even more bewildered. Is that all? Timothy replied, that's everything. May that be said of us too. I am in love with Jesus. Father, we thank you. And you have reminded again, uh, reminded us again, that love is the heart of Christianity. Help us to love you. And may you go with us. And may your blessings be upon us. For those whose love is growing cold and callous toward you, we pray that you would draw us nearer to yourself for Jesus' sake. Amen. If you have a need, you want us to talk to me or want us to pray with you, you're welcome to come up at the front. The service is finished. And the...